welcome to Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart people who love dumb stuff. You're joined as always by Melbourne writers Michelle Andrews, that would be me, and Zara McDonald, that would be you. Hello, hello, and hello producer Annabelle Lee. Hello. Hi ladies. Coming up on today's <laughs> show, the Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn split headlines that are, we're sad to say, completely legit. Then are Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet dating, how Ellie Goulding became the face of fake news, who the hell betrayed Mandy Moore, and we have reason to believe last week's story about Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's anti-Nepo babies was total bullshit. Another theory to the table. (laughs) (laughs) But first, Sarah, how was your week? I had a pretty good week, team. I realised this week that there is absolutely no blueprint written in the stars (laughs) for the women that want to have bridal parties but don't know how to propose to bridesmaids. (laughs) I had thought this entire time since I got engaged that I could just subtly hint to the bridesmaids in my orbit that they, of course, would very obviously be in my bridal party. Because you love a bit of subtlety, but I think the one time to not be subtle is when you're telling someone they're your bridesmaid. Well, I was like, look, a bridesmaid proposal is not for me. Appreciate it is for a lot of people. I just felt like I was going to get too embarrassed (laughs) doing it. So I always thought, that's not for me. I'll just sort of hint to them and say, obviously, you know, when you're in my bridal party or whatever. (laughs) And then I was having a drink with a girlfriend last night and I said to her, do you think I've made it obvious enough to people? And she was like, made what obvious enough? I was like, (laughs) you know, that I'm having bridesmaids. And she goes, I didn't even think you were having them. And I was like, (laughs) you are one. You are one. And she goes, I don't think you've made that clear at all. And then I realised from like two other people that nobody thought I was having them and I thought we were all on the same page. So I sent the most awkward text known to man. You, You tried. It was very cute. You basically said, oopsie, sorry for not making it clear, you are my bridesmaid group. But what I found even worse is in my the chaos of the whole thing when I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad mm. that I haven't made this clear, I quickly, you know, put the group message together and shot it out <laughs> and then was walking to dinner half an hour later being like, I didn't fully check who was in this oh, group. No. Oh, my God. I didn't Sarah, fact check it. You are the worst bride ever. <laughs> it was. It was all correct, though, but I was like, what I would you fact I, I had Emily's in the dawning realisation, what if you pop someone in? <laughs> there that shouldn't have been in there do you just make them part of the party what like someone you worked with 10 years ago just yeah or someone close enough like annabelle <laughs> wait i wasn't supposed to be my <laughs> like what would you just say yeah i guess anyway so that was my week i would love i mean advice for anyone don't do what i did don't hint to people just tell them straight out how did i i don't think i was particularly sentimental when I asked you I just turned to you at my desk and said by the way you're a bridesmaid I thought that's what we did yeah you and I aren't very bridal though no I I thought but maybe I haven't said it as you know forthright as you have but anyway (laughs) I do have two recommendations for you this week if you're interested the first one I definitely think you will be interested in it's a piece in bustle that was published over the weekend called is therapy speak making us selfish (laughs) Now, yes. yes, it is. <laughs> it's a really interesting story, and I want to put on the record a couple of disclaimers for sure. Therapy Speak has helped a lot of people over a long time. The conversations around boundaries have been so important for so many people, myself included. I'm the one that keeps quoting Brene Brown every three weeks. It's your favourite mantra. Who once said, boundaries make you a more compassionate person. I think you've said that on the show 500 times. I agree with you. So I want to put all that record because there is no doubt this stuff has been really positive. I just think it's always worth having a conversation about 
if these things can occasionally be taken, I don't know if too far is the right word or maybe abused in certain scenarios. And I think one line that really stood out to me that made me want to click into this piece that was sold on Twitter was this one from the story. It's important to be able to set boundaries and advocate for yourself. Occasionally, though, the emphasis on protecting one's individual needs can overlook the fact that someone else is on the other side of that boundary setting. The whole story, of course, is about it's all these examples of people who were on the other side of the boundary setting and Mm. what that felt like for them. People who just ghosted out of their lives with no explanation, who were really vague about things, like friends who were broken up with feeling like they got like a HR dismissal from their friend. It's a really interesting piece just to add to the conversation, you know, about all of these kinds of things, because I definitely have seen it pop up and I think it's a conversation worth having. I 100% agree. I feel like in my personal life I have seen people definitely lean into selfishness and like a lack of community spirit or a lack of compassion or basic decency for the people around them because they're so hell-bent on maintaining boundaries it's like everything's a balancing act right like let's have a conversation about how good boundaries can be but let's also not be shitty people while trying to maintain those boundaries yes and I think it's been so good for so many people for there to be discourse around putting yourself first and advocating for yourself Mm. particularly I think as as young women were not often taught to do that and that has done a lot of good but in the occasional case I think it can be taken too far when the only needs some people will ever consider is their own without considering the needs of other people and I think that is really important moving through the world right I love that recommendation I'll be reading that I definitely think you guys will like it the second thing I want to recommend today is a newsletter I haven't recommended a newsletter in a while give it to us it is the writer Harling Ross's new newsletter called Gumshoe Harling Ross used to write and work for Man Repeller Mm -hmm. back in the day I was a huge fan when she was writing there she wrote a lot of fashion content there and now she's released her very own newsletter on Substack Gumshoe is sort of a shopping newsletter but it's like a vintage secondhand shopping newsletter and I think you guys are probably wondering well how does that work how can you have vintage (laughs) secondhand links and she does I will click into the newsletter three hours too late and everything's sold sold. (laughs) but what she'll do is she'll say like the search terms that she used to find these specific items and I think it's just a really beautiful newsletter a for for people who like fashion and b for people who want to you know shop more vintage shop more secondhand with little tips and tricks on how to do that and what to look for love that so they're my recommendations this week how are you how was your week what are you recommending i accused someone of scamming me this week (laughs) (laughs) sorry speaking speaking of you know really having the conviction to advocate for yourself you advocated for yourself this week i think i'm I'm anti-boundaries i probably just came across as slightly anti-boundaries because for the first time in my life i enforced some boundaries this week and it backfired so badly what was that tiktok trend where it's like she girl boss too close (sighs) So context, we have been trying to fact check one of our upcoming scandal series, right? It's a bit of an older story, at least part of this scandal is, and there's very little literature available online for us to fact check it. In fact, one of the only books available is from decades ago, and I found one copy online that I was like, we need to buy this book to fact check the scandal. It's $300 on Amazon, but you and I had a chat and we're like, it's worth it for the veracity of this episode. Bought this book from this random seller on Amazon for 300 bucks. It never arrived. Like weeks went by with no communication. I followed up with the Amazon seller who came back to me and said, oh, we left it on the dock. And I was like, what dock? And they're like, oh, good point. 
Yep, we'll send you another one. <laughs> also, what's a dog? <laughs> no, no answers, no clarity. And I said, okay, when you send a second copy of this $300 very rare book that you happen to have, can you send me tracking? The woman replied and said, no, I'm not sending you tracking. We don't do tracking, but it's been sent. If it doesn't arrive by the 25th of May, get in contact. At which point I was like, I sniff a rat. <laughs> I smell a little ratty rat. And I said to her, I think you're scamming me, Delilah, whatever the fuck her name is. She didn't reply. And I had said to Zara yesterday, I'm so proud of myself for just saying you're scamming me and like holding my own and being a bad bitch. Yeah. And then I called her at like 4.30 and I was like, hey, the book's arrived. <laughs> so she hasn't scammed me. And then she chased up last night being like, I promise you I'm not scamming you. Like, it should be arriving soon. I just got a shipment notification saying it had arrived. I do have to say on Team Michelle in this exchange, <laughs> if you don't want to be accused of a scamming, don't have a book lost and then refuse to send tracking for the next no. one. No, and why would it take to the 25th of May, guys? I wasn't being weird, right? Anyone would accuse her of scamming. Annabelle? You're not being weird. <laughs> but Annabelle's like, but, no, I wouldn't have gone straight to fairness, I'm going to be on Team Delight. <laughs> I don't think that's her name. But for privacy's sake, that's what we'll call her. Anyway, I melted when Zara called me. And so maybe a lesson for the listeners, don't throw out the word scam. Really, <laughs> nilly. Advocate for yourself less. <laughs> less boundaries. Less boundaries. I do have a recommendation. Hit me. The Air Movie. I feel weird. It's just called Air. But yeah, I, I feel like I need to specify. When I said to Annabelle that last night I watched Air, she was very confused. The Air movie that is in cinemas right now, everyone needs to go watch it. I've been very keen to watch it and to hear what you think. It's directed by Ben Affleck, of course, about Nike Air's Michael Jordan's mm -hmm. The Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's with Matt Damon in particular. Matt Damon is like the protagonist in the movie. It's all about the marketing deal behind Air Jordan and how that came about and how it really revolutionized Nike. I will clarify. I just said before, everyone needs to go watch it. Annabelle, you can skip it. I don't think you'll like it. Why not? I don't think you'll find it engaging enough. I think you'll people will care if they care about sport, particularly basketball and like American sport. And they'll care if they care deeply about marketing and business. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Venn diagram where that overlaps with Annabelle. <laughs> but I know for a fact Zara will. I also think this is a wonderful one. If those are your interests and you have a man in your life who also has those interests, perfect. Take your brother, take your dad, take your partner, whatever. I went with Mitch last night. He adored it, said it was one of the best films he's seen ever. And so there you go. Great date night option. Oh, great. The thing about movies, though, is that they're only in cinemas for like four weeks and then I forget. You've got a month. Yeah. You I'm, watch so much I'm succession. Very busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do it. I think you should make an exception to your little movie rule. I know you haven't seen E.T. You haven't seen Lion King. Go watch Air. All right, I'll go watch Air. <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> She's so lying. Totally I'll lying. see it at some point. I absolutely will see it at some point. But we need to start the first segment, Rish, where everyone wants us to start today. Oh. We need to dive right in to the Taylor Swift, Joe Alwyn breakup. <sighs> Guys, Entertainment Tonight got the jump on one of the biggest celebrity headlines of 2023 so far on the weekend. Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are done after six years of dating. I was so surprised. I was. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know these people from a bar of soap. No, but not really. <laughs> I was deeply surprised. The news came on Easter Sunday, Australian time. The headline from ET read, Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn break up after six years of dating exclusive. 
The report opened with this. Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn have called it quits. E.T. has exclusively learned that the Lavender Hayes singer and the British actor broke up a few weeks ago. E.T. has also learned that the split was amicable and was not dramatic. E.T. was told the relationship had just run its course. It's why Alwyn hasn't been spotted at any shows. What was really interesting both online but even I think when we did Your Say Friday on you'll say Tuesday, mm. is how many people were asking us, do we think it's legit? Do we think it's true? Ta- Surely bullshit. Ta- I'm not believing it until Taylor comes out and confirms it. I think with articles like this one and headlines like this one, there is no doubt in the world that this has come straight from Tree Pain, Taylor <laughs> Swift's publicist, straight to ET. I think if a publication is opening up with they have called it quits mm-hmm. and are marking it as exclusive, it has come straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. If it's coming up with Taylor Swift and Joe Wong have reportedly broken up, yeah. reports are saying they have. People in their camp, there are whispers that. There, there are, are rumors whispers. That. I think you can say, oh, likely where there's smoke, there's fire. But if they're saying they have called it quits, they have called it quits. It's coming from like the, the direct source. Yeah, yeah, this exactly is how she wanted right. to tell the story. And I think the way this came out is someone leaked this to Demois last week. So last Tuesday, someone sent Demois an anonymous message and said, just a heads up, this has happened. Demois didn't even believe it. Shared it, but was like, I highly doubt this is the case. There's so much reporting around that these two are stronger than ever. I'm calling bullshit. Demois posted it though. So I think what's happened is someone in Taylor Swift or Joe Alwyn's camp who were trying to keep this on lockdown. I mean, apparently they only broke up three weeks ago, have seen that and gone, oh, this is the tip of the iceberg. If one person's now gone to Demois, a bunch of people are about to follow. Let's announce it on the weekend. It is pretty quick to announce it. Hey, just a couple of weeks after it's happened i did also think then probably not stupid they know people would start looking for joe in the crowds of these concerts and wonder why he's not there that said they have always been very private so i think they could have got away with this for a long time yeah i think as well the surprise i'm wondering if you both i mean zara you just said you were super surprised annabelle i'm guessing you were too yeah very surprised yeah i feel like everyone was so surprised i feel like part of that is they were so private, we barely ever heard from them directly. They never really gave quotes on this relationship. The only in we had was Taylor Swift's lyrics about yeah. her relationship. And her lyrics deified this romance. I mean, if you look at the songs like Invisible String, you get this sense that this love was so golden and so healthy. And I mean, even Karma, like Karma is my boyfriend, the guy on the screen coming home to me. Like, she really drove home this message to her fans that Joe was it. Like The Rock. The Rock, the guy, the soulmate. And when that's the only in we have to their relationship, we don't get any of the actual day-to-day human stuff. I think everyone else deified this relationship and that's why it's so surprising. Yeah, that's true. And I think because they didn't show that much, you become all the more intrigued. I think if you actually keep some things for yourself, I think people are desperate to know more. Even just the way that they showed that relationship on Miss Americana, Taylor's documentary from the other year, and you didn't see his face, but you saw her running towards him and you saw her sort of playing songs for him for the first time, but again, you didn't see his face. And she would point to him behind the camera and like mouth I love you the only stuff we ever got about this was the very golden lovely stuff I've got to ask you guys am I being ridiculous in finding it sus 
that whoever is giving these quotes to entertainment tonight and People Magazine and now other tabloids as well, keep using the line, it was not dramatic or something like that. They keep saying it wasn't dramatic. It's totally amicable. I think I'm a little triggered from Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis' breakup when they literally said to every tabloid media outlet through their teams, through their publicist, the line was, there's no drama when we now know it was the most dramatic breakup ever. I feel like I just raise an eyebrow now when people are like, not dramatic. I'm like, yes, it is. Tell me. <laughs> I actually don't think this is, to be honest. Really? I just think a lot of them want to tell that narrative no matter who it is. In fact, I think we would say that line, it's not dramatic or there was no drama in most breakup announcements. Mm. Now we're just looking for it more because of the Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde thing. I think with Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn, I don't know these people, as I've said, <laughs> but it, it feels pretty clear what might have happened here. I mean, she's about to embark on what we hope is a worldwide tour that doesn't stop, right? Mm. No, but she'll probably be touring for close to two years. They are in their mid-30s. I would hazard a guess. It is not unusual for someone like Joe Orwin to say, I'm in a time in my life where a lot of people settle down. I might be interested in sort of settling down, whatever yeah. that looks like for them. And Taylor's saying, this is the prime of my career. I am so focused on like literal world domination, which is her MO. Her MO is absolutely that those two things just don't marry up. And I don't think they ever will. I think that's the line we're getting from the likes of People magazine as well. We've said it before on the podcast. People is generally the tabloid or the publication that we look to for like the most legit story possible. They have spoken to sources who told them they had plenty in common and fell in love in a safe bubble while she was retreating from the world during reputation. Then the pandemic hit and they were locked down together and able to continue growing their relationship in this insulated way but he didn't really know her yet outside of that bubble I think the pandemic actually has a lot to answer for here this was Taylor Swift's longest ever relationship almost three years of it was spent during a pandemic she hasn't toured much since they've been together either she had the reputation to her in 2018 but that was tiny when you compare it to the scope and the length of the era's tour or what we expect it might be she has been prolific in that she's released so much music, so much content, been incredibly successful at the same time. But in the last three years, she's been able to do most of that from her home. From probably her bedroom. From her bedroom yeah. or a studio next door. She's been with Joe Olin. Now she's back to being this mega pop star who's like ruling the world. And I'm genuinely not sure how many monogamous relationships can survive that pop star touring constantly in a new city constantly on the go lifestyle no I completely agree it's made me think a lot this week about the pop stars I mean Dolly Parton managed to do it I know that's <laughs> a random example back a little bit. <laughs> she's been with her husband for decades and no one really knows much about him he's a bit reclusive yeah he's completely reclusive but it did make me wonder how this could happen part of me does believe and I don't want to be black and white about it but it feels hard not to me that it's almost mutually exclusive to be an honestly world dominating pop star mm. and to be able to settle down and have a stable relationship I completely I don't know I how, think you have to pick I don't know how you can look at her roster for the next few months or the next year she's going to be coming out to Australia and New Zealand and Europe which we know she must be she must be because <laughs> we broke the news. I don't know how you could maintain a relationship unless that person gave up their career and, and was just going to travel with yes you. that's actually a really good point if they're not doing that and Joe is an actor and wants to pursue his career in his own right I genuinely don't know how it works i mean even harry styles with his love on tour his relationship with olivia wilde didn't last i really can't think of many pop stars 
who could survive something like this. I mean, yeah, Dolly Parton. <laughs> that's already been said. For those who also have been looking for specific confirm from Taylor Swift as well, beyond the ET headline, or you had to look for as well on, I think Tuesday, Melbourne time, was a, were those pap photos of her in New York yes. on a night out on the town with Jack Antonoff and a few other friends. Taylor Swift is never seen unless she wants to be seen. Mm-hmm. She was in the middle of the road. It was completely set up. That is her saying to the world, yes, I am out and about. Yes, everything you read is true pretty smart move if I'm gonna be honest yeah I mean she looked amazing and look she might want world domination which is amazing for her and I feel like Joe Alwyn might want a more quiet life and it feels like Midnight Rain is living out in reality do either of you know that I do know that (laughs) but we're not gonna sing it we're just gonna end the segment here Coming up after the break are Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet dating and how the hell did Ali Goulding become the face of fake news? But first, a word from today's sponsor. And now it is time for the quick and dirty. As always, we bring you the top five plus two <laughs> stories of the roughly and tumbler of a celebrity and pop culture oh. news cycle. Michelle spilled her coffee all over this table earlier. I, I spilled my coffee a minute and a half in. We all ignored it and chose to keep going. And now it's just fermenting next to me it's on the a table. a little puddle on our table, Andrews. <laughs> what have you got for me? My first story. Are Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet dating? That is from Teen Vogue. Guys, this has to be the most random celebrity coupling in the history of mankind. Yes. It's pretty <laughs> random, I gotta say. They're just not, it's not a thing. These two are like polar opposite, different planet celebrities. But are they? Yes. Because I don't know that much about Timothy Chalamet, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I, know I, called, enough. Him, I called him Timothy Chalamet for a long time. So I truly am not best placed here. But let's give some context before we dive properly in. This story began where all good rumors in the celebrity space do. It was with Demois, of course. Now, (laughs) over the weekend, a few people sent in tips that Kylie and Timothy had been seeing each other since Paris Fashion Week in January. Then a few more people kind of fell into Demois' DMs and confirmed these rumours. Twitter, unsurprisingly, absolutely, (laughs) you know, spiralled about this. No source, like no legitimate media source has clarified or confirmed what's really going on. Kim... Kim, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, Kylie, (laughs) or Timothy also haven't confirmed, but I am interested in this because some of the tips said that they spent New Year's together in Aspen. It has been proven that they were both in Aspen at this time. There is a video of them at Paris Fashion Week together talking. Interesting. Do we think they're dating? I don't. No, I think something is up with the Kardashians. We've had conversations on this show lately about how the Kardashians and the Jenners might be losing their grip on culture. This feels a little conveniently timed because if anyone has their grip on culture, it's Timothy Chamolet slash Chalamet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't think this has anything to do with that, if I'm honest. You think they're legit dating? I think they're casually seeing each other and it will fizzle in a month or two. I just... And it's broken without either of them really wanting it to or wanting it to be public. I just don't know what either of them would really talk about. Like they they just, might not be talking to Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle, you're, you're a Timothy fan. Yeah, I love Timmy. Does this feel weird? 
nothing in the Hollywood space feels weird to me anymore. <laughs> like I can, I was going to say, I can see them banging. I'm not picturing it. <laughs> I can see them just like casually dating yeah. and having fun without it being particularly serious. Now, our listeners, of course, will remember that Kylie Jenner split from Travis Scott. I mean, that was reported in January. So the timing mm. sort of works here. Timothy's last known relationship was with Lily Rose Depp couple of years ago yeah but what I find most curious about this is earlier this month Travis Scott made the headlines about his breakup with Kylie Jenner all the more confusing because he commented on a carousel of photos posted on Kylie Cosmetics Instagram account by saying (laughs) a beauty right what (laughs) maybe he found out that she was sleeping with Timmy that's what I actually think that for me confirms that she's moved on more than anything if he's still trying to hold on yeah also would we call Timothy Chalamet a short king I yeah, like he gives short king energy. Oh, I reckon he's taller than we think. How tall do we think Timothy Chalamet is? I think he's giving short king 5'9". All right, well, this can be Google. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, according to Chalamet's IMD profile, he is 5 foot 10 inches. I thought you were going to stop at 5 foot. <laughs> <laughs> he's a teeny tiny short I think that is short king energy. I think if you're below 6 foot, it's giving short king I don't, energy. I also don't trust this source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's from a website called We Got This Cup. <laughs> so I don't know how legit that is, to be honest. Anyway, do we think this is PR? I don't think it's PR. I think they're dating. I think it'll fizzle. I think this might be the last we ever hear of it. Yeah, I think we might get one pap shot and I think it's all for PR. Great. <laughs> Second story. You did just mention this new source, Sarah, and I'm sorry <laughs> to say it's coming back. Ellie Goulding is being used as a vessel for fake news and the results are hilarious. That is also from We Got This Covered. <laughs> so <laughs> why is this news publication what is this everywhere? News? Well, just today. This we- is the only place I could find. <laughs> to be clear with the listeners, we really wanted to talk about Ellie Goulding being the face of fake news and We Got This Covered.com was the only place to write about it. So it's sort of a movie comic book gaming anime website that covers it all I it covers timothy <laughs> chalamet's height and ellie goulding's fake um, yeah it's true <laughs> it's got quite a few tricks up its sleeve this website all right tell me this story because you told me not to read much about this because you wanted you wanted to do a bit of presentation about this one yeah well i just want to talk about the fact that ellie goulding is the face of fake news the 36 year old has been picked up and chosen to be the face of a Twitter account called Fake Showbiz News, which is a Twitter account that writes fake headlines that are just funny. And for whatever reason, they started writing them about Ellie Goulding and they just took off. Like, people just fucking love the idea of Ellie Goulding saying dumb shit. Because this was all over my Twitter feed on the weekend and I was like, to you, I have no idea what's going on. My whole Twitter feed is just so randomly Ellie Goulding and dumb quotes and I can't work out what's real or not. So I think my favourite thing about this story is this is not a new thing. Fake showbiz news has been using Ellie Goulding to head up their articles since 2018. Like they've been doing this for five five years. I want to read you some examples that I love. Ali Goulding says she can't believe there are more than 800 missing people in the UK. Where the fuck are they all, she says. (laughs) See, that's the story I had read, that quote. And I had always thought that was... True. I had seen that last year and thought she actually said that. Me too. Poor Ellie. Another one. Ali Goulding says she can't believe it took 14 years to build the Sydney Opera House. It's nice, but it shouldn't have taken that long, she said. (laughs) Also, Ellie Goulding of all people? How spectacularly random. Another one. Ellie Goulding admits she never realised the buzzing sound made by bees was caused by the flapping of their wings. 
I just thought they were saying bugs. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. That's the best one. I love that. <laughs> My final one for everyone. Ellie Goulding expresses bewilderment over buses that drive along with not in surface signs. Why are they driving around then? <laughs> that is said. so true, Ellie. It's oh. actually really Facts. How would you feel if you were Ellie Golding in this? Like, would you feel flattered? Would you? I mean, you'd have to run along with the joke. You could not get annoyed about it. She's just gotten in on the joke. So this was circulating last year, but I think the reason people are talking about it again this week is she started responding to these jokes, like, in on them. Yeah, I so. think that's what you have to do. I mean, she's a little bit delayed, but this is why it was... All over my Twitter feed. Yeah, I'm just Googling now on Twitter or Googling on Twitter, searching on Twitter what she said over the weekend. Someone tweeted at her, Ellie Golding, what do you think about more than 800 people being missing in the UK? And she just quote tweeted that, where are they all? So she's <laughs> re-quoting herself with the fake quotes, which I appreciate. <laughs> Poor Ellie. Clearly everyone thinks that she has it in her to say these like ridiculously stupid things. It's not exactly a compliment. No, I know, but I probably believe it in any celebrity at this point, to be honest. <laughs> Our third story. Is the circus back? Jade Yarbrough and Michael Clark return to Noosa. That is from the Daily Telegraph. What the hell is going on? Oh, my goodness. Now, listeners will almost definitely remember that in late Jan, we covered one of the more quintessentially Aussie <laughs> stories out there. <laughs> Celebrity stories, I should say. Today host Carl Stefanovic and former Aussie cricket captain Michael Clark got into a very public argument in Noosamish. Yes, they did not cover themselves in glory. Michael in particular seemed like he had had a very big day and he was... Very he diplomatic. Was, <laughs> he was ranting and raving in a local park. He was shirtless, which was one of my favourite details. And limping. And <laughs> the topic of the argument was pretty crystal clear when it came down to it. A passerby decided to film it. As we remember, it became clear they were arguing over allegations that Michael Clark perhaps had cheated on his then-girlfriend, Jade Yabra, with PE Nation founder Pip Edwards. And it kind of all blew up and then actually, quite remarkably, just dissipated the story. It was like the holy trinity of Australian celeb stories yes and the reason we're talking about it again mish is as your headline said they're all back in noosa <laughs> yes weirdly enough they've all found themselves in noosa again so over the easter break carl and jasmine stefanovic headed up to the sunshine coast with her sister jade so they're all back at the scene of the crime. Would you be too triggered to go back this quickly? I mean, it's been like three months. And this was one of the wildest celebrity stories we've had locally in a long time. And it was embarrassing for all of them as well. I am surprised they went back to Noosa. Well, I have an issue. Like if I was walking past that park or something, I'd probably get the shivers. Like if I, <laughs> if I pass parts of my life, restaurants I might not have had a good night in, bars I might not have had a good night in, I do get the shivers. I don't even need to be near I the I don't want to look at it. I can be just driving along the road and remember something I did four oh, years yeah, ago that no one even noticed <laughs> and shivered. <laughs> no, the thing is, Michelle, they probably did notice. They're probably thinking about it as well right now. Now, the other person who also went back was Michael Clark. He yeah. posted in Noosa over Easter, writing on Instagram, back in Noosa, a little more wholesome this time. <laughs> Michael, it's, it's too early to be joking about it or be in on the joke. I don't think it is. I think it's perfect timing. <laughs> he also uploaded a photo, I think, with his sister, maybe a brother-in-law and three kids. So it's very much like family holiday vibes. 
I found it interesting when Daily Telegraph were writing up the fact that all of these people were in Noosa at the same time and there were question marks like, were these guys like holidaying together again? Mm. It became sort of clear throughout the article that maybe Michael Clark was separate to the other three, which I just find pretty astounding in terms of timing. There was a really funny line in the piece that I want to read. While speculation has continued as to whether or not Jade and Michael have reconciled, the Daily Telegraph can confirm they have told friends they are definitely no longer together. (laughs) Does that line not deserve a bit of a language analysis? I think it's giving because we have had some headlines connecting these two since the big blowout fight. We don't know for sure if they're together or not. They have been papped in similar spots as of late. It is giving slight telling your friends a fib. Because you are back together, but you're not ready to confess that you're back with the boyfriend they hate vibes. Well, the Daily Telegraph aren't saying they're not together. The Daily Telegraph can confirm they've told friends they are definitely (laughs) no longer together. I don't want to get big on semantics here, but I think it's worth it. I think there's a distinction. I think they are back together. I don't know. But are they holidaying together? They've not been papped together. They're just all in the same town. They're back at the scene of the crime. (laughs) Remarkable stuff. Our fourth story. Who betrayed Mandy Moore? That is from Jezebel. Well, we've got to put our sort of investigation detective hats on for this one, guys, because this is quite an interesting story. (laughs) I want to start by reading the opening of Jezebel's story before I get into the context here because I really loved their opening. This is what they wrote. I consider Mandy Moore to be one of the more steady celebrities on the scene, as she's remained relatively scandal-free in recent years. Aside from her past marriage to scumbag Ryan Adams, (laughs) her romantic pairings aren't scrutinised the way other celebrities are. Her social media presence is fairly boring in the way famous people with strong PR management usually are. Wholesome photos of her kids, the occasional sponsored post, tame signifiers of socially liberal politics. That was until Tuesday. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I've got to say, I haven't thought much about Mandy Moore as of late. And I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with that opener. I think maybe she's just not on the radar. As but she has been with This Is Us. She's been mm. everywhere. Oh, the- I'm exposing a- myself yeah. with my celebrity no. Venn diagram. I have not watched an episode I know. of This Is Us. Well, that's fine. She, I don't think she's been on your radar, but I think she's certainly been around. I retract that's everything right. I said 20 seconds that's ago. That's all good. We're allowed to do that on our show. So you might be wondering what happened on Tuesday. Well, she posted a selfie to Instagram with some very interesting overlaid text (laughs) for context she took a photo of her side profile it looks very much like she's on set maybe in a green room she might be pumping breast milk and she's not looking at the camera she's staring to the corner of the (laughs) space with a very serious looking expression quite the visual you've just painted with your words (laughs) yes now there was overlaid text over the whole thing covering the whole photo and this is what it read at work Dealing with some upsetting personal betrayal stuff from a new person in my life and trying to piece through what to learn from it. Don't trust people. Don't be too generous. I want to let it go, but this was someone who was intimately involved in my life for a short period. Man, some people really let you down. The selfishness and lack of respect and entitlement (laughs) is wild. (laughs) I just find it so interesting when people post this about others with no names. It's like we're clearly all going to be like, just tell us who it is. Also, some theories are obviously going to emerge. I mean, she said someone who was intimately involved in my life for a short period. Can I have some guesses? Well, I'm like, is it someone on work? Is that why you put it on 
clearly on set. I'm thinking like personal assistant, well, maybe. The other theory I saw floating around is nanny. Yeah. Like no, an, it couldn't be romantic partner. Oh, I feel like you're not posting this about a romantic partner because it's, mm. it's, it is going to invite speculation and it has to invite speculation about someone you don't necessarily care about. She also said recently. <gasps> recently. I think I've got, I reckon <laughs> someone in her life has been selling stories to the tabloids. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? Jezebel said in this story that maybe they posited the theory that she could be getting ahead of some drama that she knows would drop soon. Someone in her orbit has been leaking negative stories or is about (gasps) to leak negative stories. Her posting this. Because why else post this? Yeah, Mm. I feel like it has to be something that's about to spill out. Are you getting ahead of something? I think she absolutely is. That or it's just like a a relatively messy thing to do, which I support as well. (laughs) Which we love here at We are so fine with that. Give us something to talk about. Interesting. Our fifth story. The internet is going to war over this TikToker's theory on boyfriends having girl besties. That is from Pedestrian. All right, guys. So TikTok is going a little bit wild this week over a video that has over 105,000 likes (laughs) from a user by the name of Young Sashimi. Want to know what she said? Of course you do. That's why we talk to you about it. I'm going to play the full snippet for you right now. I need the man that I'm dating to have a girl best friend. And I'll tell you why. Obviously, there are instances where the girl best friend likes him or he likes her or whatever. That just means they're shitty people and they need to figure their shit out. That has nothing to do with male and female friendship. Because if they're truly just friends, she's going to be the reason why he sends you flowers. She's going to be the reason why he does the sweet thing. So she'll be like, hey, idiot, do this for your girl. And if he doesn't have any female friends, he better have sisters. All right. <laughs> I have got, thoughts. You've got thoughts. Well, do you want me to read you some of the top comments on this video? Absolutely, just to I do. So one of the top comments was liked by 2,000 people at the time I pulled it out, which was, this mentality will get you cheated on and gaslit for the whole relationship. <laughs> that was one of the top comments. Okay. Three and a half thousand likes. So I have to say, someone said, yes, I'm a girl best friend and this is facts. Another 2,000 likes. If a guy can't befriend a girl platonically, I don't want them. 3,000 likes. But why not want a man who will remember to send you flowers by himself? Oh, that was going to be my Ring, word. ring, ring, a ding. <laughs> and one and a half thousand likes. Rather him have great sisters. I'm sorry, my jealousy simply could not. (laughs) Where do we sit on something like this? Look, I've got to say, I understand this might be betraying some feminist core value somewhere deep inside me, but I don't want my partner to have this like soulmate female best friend. I just think in my life, I'd love to go by this, I don't know, utopian fantasy where that's constantly fine and things are never blurry but I think in reality in my life what I've seen play out is that is always a situation and often the new girlfriend is made to feel like shit or made to feel on the outer by this like soulmate best girlfriend truthfully I love men who can befriend women I think that is so crucial to being a good guy that you can have platonic friendships do I want my male partner to have a girl best friend who is the closest to him beyond anyone no I want to be his best friend that's what a good relationship is yeah but I don't actually think that's what people are asking of course you're always going to be the best friend but I don't think I think in a lot of relationships it's not that way but I'm saying this theory is not the idea that this girl best friend takes over from you being the best friend. It's just the closest friendship they have. I mean, I'm saying all this with the knowledge that how would I go if my partner had one girl best friend who was closer than anyone? 
I mean, I wouldn't break up with him over it, would I? If I had like the magic powers to pick it to be or not to be, I would probably pick it <laughs> to not to be. Not to be, if I was honest. That said, when I was on my first date with my now partner, I remember asking him very specifically about who. I mean, <laughs> I'm a maniac generally. Tell so me about the might, women in your life. This might not surprise him. I asked him who his friends were and then asked for their names and then sort of asked. <laughs> And then ask social security numbers, <laughs> tax file numbers. And I said, so, it, you know, tell me the inner circle, tell me the next circle. And I was trying to work out if any women were in there because that was right. really important to me that there were because I was like, I need to hear some female names that just fall out of him. Yeah. Because I had dated people in the past who didn't really have female friends and yeah. I felt like it was a red flag. So I wanted friends around, but did I want it to be the number one? Maybe not. That said, <laughs> there is like, this is so annoying for me because I'm like, why does it always have to be the woman doing the emotional labor anyway to say, buy your girlfriend flowers? Why is the bar so low? Yeah, that's big eye roll for me to hear her say, it's the girl best friend who will get you flowers. It's Fuck, like, nah. like, come on, the bar is on the it's fucking so floor. Annabelle, where do you sit on this? I agree with you. I think that female friends is a green flag for sure. Yes. But one really really close female friend though just one i don't know actually it's not a red flag it's not a deal breaker but it's something I agree just with to think that. about there could be a circumstance where it works i tell you yeah. one thing i think is a green flag in relationships that only occurred to me last year when a guy has a female boss or manager at work and really respects her i have noticed that to be like a really positive Thing. And I've also noticed to be a red flag in guys who can't deal with a female manager or know, like again, characterize her as a bitch. But our bar is on the floor. Hang on, like, but we're just talking about like, this is just like a pass, go, next hurdle I know, thing. but that's what I'm saying. It's so, do you, like, it's also annoying to me that men will never sit around and say, isn't it wonderful that women, <laughs> women respect both of us, women and men in senior positions, you know what I mean? It's like we have to have these conversations about men because the bar is on the floor. We expect so little. Anyway, I think we clearly all sit on the same page roughly around this one. Our last story, Michelle. Our last story, Bill Gates's 26-year-old daughter buys $76 million home. That is from Yahoo. If it sounds like an odd story for Shameless to cover, just wait till Zara gives you the context. All right. I wanted to talk about this one because <laughs> I saw this this week and I thought this is one for Shameless. <laughs> now, Bill and Melinda Gates' daughter, Jennifer, has recently made quite a big purchase. It is a $76 million penthouse in New York. <laughs> Not too shabby, hey? Not no, too bad. It is an 826 square metre pad. It has six bedrooms, six bathrooms, two powder rooms and even a plunge pool on the balcony. Very nice. The New York Post reports that the massive penthouse is part of a celebrity-approved apartment complex called 443 Greenwich Street. And this apartment in particular was formerly owned by Lewis Hamilton. So it's like the apartment version of a gated community. I reckon. Okay. Now, the reason I found this was relevant is because we were talking <laughs> about Neil Kunis and Ashton Kutcher last week who said that they wouldn't be passing down their wealth to their kids. They're donating it all. Exactly. Now, Bill Gates is also someone <laughs> that has said that in the past. In 2014, Bill Gates announced at a TED conference in Canada that most of his wealth would be given to the family's foundation. Three years later, he said his three children would inherit $10 million each. <laughs> now, you might be wondering, okay, well, that math isn't quite mathing because $10 million is not getting you a $76 million penthouse. I mean, in fairness, it's $76 million Australian, so maybe $50 million US. <laughs> and I agree with that. And then you also might be wondering, but Zara, surely her husband could have cash too. And you're right. The husband does. He has, you know, reportedly a net worth around $100 million. Oh, okay. So he could have feasibly bought this house, yes. right? Yes. 
But the thing is, it wasn't a trust in her name. Oh. So I thought, I don't know, maybe he could have bought it. Maybe they just put it in her name. But still, maybe it's not that clear. And then I kept reading, <laughs> right? Because I really wanted to put all the facts out. I really She wanted- used to work at Domain and I kept reading shit. and I saw this line and I thought, absolutely, case closed. There is no such thing as not handing down your wealth. The couple married in October 2021 at her 124-acre, $24 million Westchester horse farm, which was a gift from her parents (laughs) after she graduated. (laughs) Like, I don't get me wrong. This is loose change for the Gates. They have billions and billions of dollars and they will do a lot of good by giving away a lot of their billions of dollars. I don't want to take that away from them. That said, why do these people make themselves the faces of never passing on any wealth to their kids when their kids are <laughs> quizillionaires? A little horse farm for <laughs> our daughter's wedding farm. day. Sorry, I find that bullshit. I don't understand why celebrities, why are they trying to go get brownie points with the public by saying we're not passing down anything to our children or we're passing down 10 million when they're off buying a hundred million dollars worth of property in a couple of years for their kids just don't say it like just you just come across as such a wanker yeah i agree with that and i think it's sort of similar to the ashton kutcher if they have a good business i'll invest in it it's <laughs> like well the entire argument's fallen down for mine and that is all we've got time for oh that has ruined my day <laughs> i know it's sad but happy for the kids i guess <laughs> i want a horse oh, yeah, I know, a 24 million dollar one too guys you know where to support the show as always come and follow us on spotify or or on Apple Podcasts. Yes. That's how other people will find our show. Yeah, if you follow us, it helps us out in the charts and that is how more people find us and how we put out more episodes. That's a really rough <laughs> rough way about the business function. That's all right. It sort of works. <laughs> also, we're on Instagram, at Shameless Podcast, TikTok, at Shameless underscore podcast. Annabelle Louie, anything to add? No. I've been a bit sick though, so sorry if I sound weird. <laughs> you sound lovely. Let's mop up this coffee that's been yes, on the table. Do you sound like Phoebe Buffet in well, that episode of do, Friends? Do you smell cat to sing us out. No, she does this musty issue. <laughs> and we're leaving it there, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. <laughs>